0: Happy Tuesday to y'all. Motivation in a mini. Rico Besse. Back in the hot seat. And it's cold again, everybody. (laughs) Weather front, Northern Virginia, it is cold again and there's a chance of snow tomorrow. That is nuts. Yesterday we talked about, well, we eventually got to talking about and discussing the fact of what's trying to derail you, what's coming at you, right, you just can't, sometimes you just can't dig into motivation for the sake of motivation's purpose, you got to figure out what's demotivating you, which makes sense, right, what out there is trying to uh, keep, keep your attention, keep your focus in a negative way, uh, definitely a pandemic can be one reason so not only the threat of the unknown, a highly contagious virus, that isn't super, super deadly, but it is killing people. So therefore, you know, the that that variable in the equation throws everybody off. But so then, not only is it the pandemic itself and the unknown and what's going to happen and what happens if I get sick and... All the hypotheticals involved. Am I being cautious? Am I being safe? Should I do this? Should I do that? There's also the fact that the pandemic really has derailed everybody's routine. And I really, really dislike that. Uh, Yes. Yes, that is me yawning. That is probably... Hopefully the first and last time you will hear me yawn on this podcast. It's real, it's raw, and I was up way too late last night, and I'm going to pay for it today. Caffeine is always my friend, as it is most Americans, today very much so. Alright, so, back to what we were talking about. Derailing your routine, throwing tons of chaos into your daily life, ritual, habits, and and that's where it's important, kind of, you know, kind of recapping yesterday and, and just moving forward and, and what's really trying to hold you back, and I kind of maybe even talk to it a little bit just right now, um, You know, just my routine being thrown off, staying up late. I mean, that happens on occasion. But for anybody who's now stuck at home, right, and definitely trying to use. I see it's an understandable, right? You know, like the pandemic, it's thrown off my routine. I now telework. Maybe I've been laid off and I have more free time. Or been furloughed. But now, what are you doing with your time? How are you utilizing it? Like, it's okay to to, to push yourself through this situation. Are you learning a new skill set? Are you optimizing your time? Um, I'll speak to the fact that my daughter's at home on Netflix and Hulu, giving them tons of her time. Not granted, she's 15, but also important to know that she could be doing a lot with that time. <laughs> but if I was in her shoes, would I do any different? Probably not. I um, and mean, the missus push her to try to do a little bit more, get a little bit out of her bed. But the reality is, is there's a lot of grown adults that are utilizing their time the same way my daughter is. And they don't realize it. And this is where you have a very frank conversation with yourself and and go, how am I utilizing my time? How am I being productive? Am I being productive? I mean, at a, at a minimum, you can probably just write down the things you want to accomplish, your own personal goals. I like that. I do heavily support that. It's important to write down what you want to accomplish. Because especially after you're, after you accomplish it. Like, now what? You set out to maybe... Achieve a level level of financial success or comfort. But then what happens when you get there? What's the next step? What's the next position, role, title, responsibility? How much further can you progress? What truly is your ceiling? I love speaking about that because... just like people tell themselves no before they've even asked just like people's own doubt and fears have stopped them before they even tried it's in that same mental prison that people think what they have is good enough or makes them happy enough If you do not wake up and love every aspect of your life, then what are you doing to fix it? Now that can be the trickier part because there's individuals who probably, for the most part, on face value, really love their life. But if you notice I talked about every aspect of their life right like not just letting one piece of it define them and be the sole bearer responsibility of success or happiness for them and love because definitely I, I can tell for parents well that's what it was down to when people become parents people with kids the kids become everything and i don't i don't think it's right i don't think it works it 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 can it went that can mask things so for instance i don't love my husband or wife i am not happy in my relationship but i love my kids and i want to take care of my kids and therefore now the kids become the excuse for not getting out of a relationship and it doesn't have to be abusive or awful it's just not what makes you happy so when you say you know my marriage is okay or my husband he's a good husband like why would anybody ever want to describe their husband or wife or significant other as good our marriage is good Or, once again, the infamous, got nothing to complain about. Can't complain. (laughs) And that's where the evaluation goes. If you're not happy, if you don't wake up, just truly, truly feeling blessed to have that person in your life, to have the job you have, to have the lifestyle you want, or have, right? It's all these evaluations. Reiterating, it is not about money. Don't ever think it's about money. Now, those that don't have a lot or stress paycheck to paycheck, how they're going to pay bills and feed themselves will tell you money is a very very, very necessary commodity, but even once you achieve a certain level of financial success and freedom, where you're not living paycheck to paycheck, or you're not worried that if you get a flat tire that you can't fix it. So, yeah, money money's kind of important. Things cost money. You need money. But very wealthy individuals in life still tragically take their life. Uh, I can't stand suicide. Definitely a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I've had individuals throughout my career commit suicide. I was in the Navy, and, and, it, and it just leaves you with so many questions and thoughts and what-ifs. It's really horrendous. If, if there was just some way, once again, getting on a tangent here, but speaking about it, if there was a way to impart on these individuals the kind of loss Right? Because a lot of times when people take their own lives, they feel like because they have no value, they don't bring value to other people's lives. Right? I mean, essentially you're saying the world is better off without you in it. And in no situation is that really, really ever true. for the normal average human being. Like even if you're not the best individual, even if you cause a lot of trouble and mistakes, I'm not talking about like the big major ones. Like I'm, I'm talking about just your normal run of the mill. I could be a better human being. I've had issues, lost my job lost my relationship ruined my marriage even then there, there are still people that like having you in the world so um, and then and then as somebody who had friends who took their lives and then to think could I have done something what did I not catch what did I not see How could I have been more evasive in their world? Um, Now, I mean, obviously I'm not the kind of individual that lets like that eat me up or let it change my outlook on life and how I want to live it. But it it can, you know, I I mean, I can't imagine a, a mother or a father bearing their son or daughter who's committed suicide and uh, and then the questions that they're left with as a parent so I'm definitely big on suicide prevention awareness um, the veterans that are The veterans that are committing suicide daily, um, I'm big on that, and I I think I've I've made some postings and things, um, leaving my number, my name, so for anybody that needs to reach out like anybody. But life does go on, and so we got to keep doing what we do and staying motivated, yeah that was uh, I mean I I feel good I don't mind my tangents but that was you know very somber one so permanent solution to a temporary problem folks so back to evaluating your life do you truly love it are you truly happy do you love love every aspect of it. Let that sink in. Think of something in your routine, in your life, in your, in your you know. I'll give you an example right now, and this is a very real one. My father. We don't speak. Haven't spoke to him in maybe 10, yeah, 10 plus years, so a decade, a decade I have not spoken to my father, Um, and it wasn't like, you know, it it wasn't all of a sudden, definitely your typical dad where, I'm trying to think of how to describe him for y'all, that don't matter actually we'll move on from that it's not just a matter of just describing him it's, it's just a matter of the fact that my relationship with my father he don't exist right now so is that something that I'm like man I don't love the lack of a relationship with, with my father like for some people who have both their parents right it's not like something tragically happened to them and i've lost them and I, you know I, and even on top of that right so for those individuals that wish they could have had a better relationship but they don't even have the option like i have the option to have a better relationship with my father and for my own personal reasons and the reasons why i didn't why we stopped speaking to each other um I don't try to make it better But that's, that's an example where in my life I can evaluate and I think about it sometimes When I talk about parents Like my wife, both her parents are awesome um, My parents are divorced And I don't speak to my dad I have a great relationship with my mom So that maybe helps out or compensates. But a personal choice that I've made in my life, so I can wake up in the morning and go, man, I don't love the relationship I have with my dad. I wish it was better. And you go, well, do something about it. There's nothing for me to do about it. My father is the way he is. And if I wanted to invest the effort and time in trying to change him, nah no way and on the same token like I got X amount of hours in the day and so much love to give and if I don't have to invest time or love into that individual because of the way he is and who he is and I can give that to other people in my life I'm good with that So that's just me giving you a very personal example of the lack of a real quality father-son relationship with my dad. Like there's points of contention that I had with how he raised me personally and how he treated my mom as I grew up and as I got older. And into the details of it and the reasons why I don't speak to them. That's for me to know and be concerned with. But I'm sharing it with you so that way you can see where it's its that evaluation, right? I i can look through my life and go what I like and what I don't like, what I love, what, I, what could be better, and then knowing, well, things that could be better, do I Want to put in the time and effort to make them better? Is it worthwhile? Is the risk worth the reward? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because I will also share with you the fact that my sisters who still speak to him don't have a great relationship with them either. Like, they don't have the same reasons that I have to not speak to him, Or maybe that's why that, you know, I have different reasons for not speaking to him um, but there's an example just giving you where I can say my relation, my dad is non-existent and coming to peace in terms with the fact that if we never mend it if we never speak again am I good with it yes I'm good with it. If he ever came to me and apologized for things that I think he needs to apologize for, or came to me saying, I've made some mistakes in the past, and kind of at least owning them or speaking to them, or some kind of glimpse of being a different individual. See, that's the tricky part in life with people that Our family or really good friends that you love and determining when's enough enough this is a really interesting episode and I kind of like it because it makes me think of my sister-in-law who for all accounts, purposes, evaluations is a horrible person not mass murdering horrible, but just not a good individual overall. And they weren't always that way. And it's really just their actions over the last same thing, kind of actually the last uh, decade or so that have kind of spoiled their reputation. But my father-in-law, like I spoke to, who's an awesome individual, tolerated all of this because it's his daughter and tolerated a lot of it because of his thoughts on the fact that it's his blood and it's his daughter and family's family and you can't choose your family and definitely using that you know as his reason or justification for allowing such a toxic person to be in his life me and my wife time and time again just could not fathom it and uh, and the and there is definitely truth to, to toxic people in your life and at what point do you do you say enough's enough that's the challenging part people who are drug addicted or alcoholics gamblers have some kind of vice, and you want to try to help them, and you want to try to f- to be a support for them and that's great, you know just because somebody's an alcoholic doesn't mean you you just stop talking to them, but if after three or four years of trying to help somebody, right when do you go like when is it their addiction or problem just becomes a drain on your life, and you're not happy that's I mean at some point people are adults they make their own decisions they have to own it as anybody in life has probably experienced times when they were glad they had support because they were in a bad spot made poor choices so we can all relate and empathize with that there definitely has to be uh, a line in the sand though that at some point you just go And same same goes with my father. Like, this individual is toxic. They bring no value. They're not going to change. I either know that I've tried everything I could or think that I've tried everything I could or realize that any new efforts to try to mend this are going to be, you know, fruitless, not worth it. So, definitely tricky in, in the relationships that we have with individuals, especially when they're family. But it can all tie back to the heart of the show and what I'm trying to speak to in in relationships and happiness and and evaluating what's making you happy. What in your life is truly bringing you love and joy? So when I wake up and see the woman that I'm laying next to, my wife, and if I ever wasn't completely, utterly in love with that, I would fix something about it. I would do something about it. Same with my position and role as a father, as a husband, as the head of the household, my career, my job, like all these little evaluations that we have in life, I think one of the, one of the ones that's maybe sillier, or you let me know what you think here in this example. when people have a car they don't like, like you know how much time you spend in your car, how much you use your car? Like, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be luxurious. But I don't know. I've owned plenty of vehicles that were just a vehicle. And for me, I can say that. I can be like, hey, this vehicle gets me from A to B. It does a good job of that. I got no contentions with it. Thank you, car. But then you have other individuals who will go on and on and on about how much they hate their car like one it's an inanimate object like how much like it should not bring you that much discomfort but if it does change it do something about it like when it comes to a physical object that yes you spend a lot of time in and it's super critical to pretty much everyone's life that doesn't live in New York City or somewhere with some mass transit subways Taxis, Ubers and the like. So yeah, pretty much not New York City. If you're smiling right now because you're that individual that goes, I really hate my car. And every morning you wake up and you get in it to go to work and you go, God, I hate this piece of junk. Or it's so annoying or it's so stupid. Then do something about it. (laughs) and that's where you start pulling on the string. Well, it's all I can afford. What do you mean it's all you can afford? What what is that how's that an excuse? Like there's literally thousands of options out there. To me that's a bogus excuse. It doesn't have to be more expensive. It's just the time and effort. You don't want to put it in. You don't want to go through the headache of trying to find a car, but you'd rather just bitch and moan about the fact that it brings you complete, utter dissatisfaction. Like, I don't understand that in life for people. And that's just one example where they just want to complain and complain and complain about something. And, okay, well, what are you doing about it? And see, that's where Identifying your issues or your weaknesses or things that don't bring you joy what are you doing about it just like when people say ah you know I hate being single I hate being single I mean back in my day and look at me talking like that back in my day when you had to go out to social settings like a club to try to meet women I'm trying to think of like i mean you you literally had to go out and just physically bump into people meet people through social groups so it was really it, it's really weird thinking about the individual that you wanted to find or end up with in life It had to be an actual physical connection to some other individual, right? Somebody, oh, I know somebody that would be perfect for you, right, that (laughs) that infamous line. Or I know somebody else that's single and setting them up, friend or family that knows somebody that knows somebody. And that was how you met people. That was how you found your partner in life. And then in this day and age, You don't need that at all. You have 10 different apps. All different social media platforms. Tons of ways to network. Tons of options for singles. Um, So when somebody says, you know, I don't like being single or I'm not happy being single or I need to find somebody. What are you doing about it? So there we go. That's the episode. Wrap it up, folks. What are you doing about it? Seriously, what are you doing about it? If something is not bringing you joy, if something doesn't make you happy, what are you doing about it? And don't give me any excuse like I can't or you know I ah oh God I can't. There we go. And once again, now you've told yourself no before anybody else has. You've let the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, be the rejection, be the roadblock. It's not even the fact that it did happen, it's just the fact of it could happen. So therefore, why risk it? Play it safe. I don't, not a sheltered life I want to lead. I hope you don't either. that's the episode folks what is not bringing you joy I mean this is literally you cleaning out your closet of shirts and sweaters that you haven't worn in years why are you holding on to it why do you not wear it if you don't wear it because it's stretched out it's got holes in it it's stained or it's just something you aren't in love with anymore something you liked five years ago and now you don't Why are you holding on to it? If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Or donate it. Or do something with it. Repurpose it. All right. Time to wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely clean out the closet, folks. And then when you do, you feel a lot better. Because either you feel like you've got more room, it's more organized, it's more neat, less baggage. Like there's so many reasons, so many benefits to cleaning out your closet. And I'm talking physically right now, but metaphorically too. Like the things that are weighing you down, the things that are old, the things that happened five years ago that you continue to hold on to. Maybe it's a job that you started five years ago. And sure, at the time you loved it. But now, you know, three, four, five years later, you're not in love with it. Okay, why not? Change it. Do something different. That's okay. Just because at the time you thought it was the greatest thing ever doesn't mean you've got to justify holding on to it, whatever it is. You gotta shed the baggage if you wanna fly. And that's very true. If you wanna rise to the occasion to be the best individual you can be, you gotta let go of the things that are holding you down. You gotta find out what is keeping you tethered to the same spot that's making you unhappy. And sever that cord, let go of the anchor. Motivation in a mini. Doesn't always have to be pretty. But it's definitely real. I do love y'all. It's Tuesday. Time to go in. Time to do good things. Time to work hard and be nice. So simple. Just every daily execution of it. Alright y'all. Love you. Signing off.